to a pick and roll to Thompson with a lay and counted and a foul. What do you know? Pick and roll, and it works for two. And Anna Carrico across the timeline. And a head full of steam to the rack with a right hand layup, and it's good. On a fourth down and three. Out of the pistol. He's going to throw it. Drops back. Back to the end zone. Caught! Touchdown! Eastern Michigan! Brackets might be set, but we always know we have the number one seed right here on the Eastern Insider Podcast. Welcome inside to another edition. I'm Greg Steiner. No Kyler Ludlow this week. He's out on location uh, helping work the NCAA opening round down Dayton, Ohio, when it was our crew that was spending most of the last week in Cleveland helping the Mid-American Conference staff wrap up their tournament. A big congratulations to the folks at Buffalo for bringing home a pair of championships on the men's and women's side. We can continue to see plenty of MAC uh, advancement in the postseason. But for EMU basketball fans, the season will go dark until we get going back again in early November next year. But no darkness here. Plenty in store on a busy week that is around eastern Michigan athletics as we start to shift outdoors. It's the women's golf getting underway today at the Kings Mill Intercollegiate down in Williamsburg, Virginia. Uh, They have their season conclude in just a few short weeks before you know it. Meanwhile, men's golf last night wrapped up a tournament down at Howie in the Hills, Florida, as they finished sixth overall. Bo Baralt, once again, another top 10 finish, his seventh of his career and second consecutive. And then we have baseball. They return back north after a tough week at TCU. They'll be in action at Butler on Wednesday before opening up Mid-American Conference play this weekend on the road against the Huskies in DeKalb, a three-game set beginning Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And then we also have swimming at their championships. Delaney Duncan will be down there in Austin. Well, we'll also have women's rowing getting the outdoor season going. They were in Tuscaloosa just a few weeks ago getting their spring training schedule going, but they'll actually get it for real against Indiana this Saturday as we have plenty in store on this broadcast. We'll talk to Megan Holtgren, who will take her team to DeKalb as well. Not only baseball there, but gymnastics there as well as they'll host the annual MAC championship on Saturday at the Convocation Center. Eagles looking to pick up another title. They've already had three of them in their history, two of them coming in 16 and 17, so they'll try to add another banner to the rafters this week coming off of 196 against Kent State to help them wrap up their regular season on Senior Day. So we get Megan's thoughts as the Rockford, Illinois product returns closer home to wrap up her season. And then we also dabble in the crew boat. Well, we'll talk to Kemp Savage. Kyler has a chat with Kent as his team is back outdoors and really dive into the rowing and crew program overall. Thing that deep dive inside, really what goes on through a crew program and really what rowing is all about because not everybody knows. And then Delaney Duncan, uh, we told you she'll be competing once again at the NCAA Swimming and Diving Championships. We sat down with her, got her thoughts about returning to the biggest meet there is at her level and really what it is to become really one of the most decorated uh, swimmers of all time at Eastern Michigan. That's all in store on this edition of the Eastern Insider Podcast as we get you set for another long and strong week of EMU Athletics. (laughs) 
Looking for a ride? Trinity Transportation has the vehicle for you. From luxurious motor coaches to cozy sedans, Trinity Transportation is prepared to take you to your destination. Check out their fleet of vehicles at trinitytransportation.com or call 877-284-4200 to book today. That's trinitytransportation.com or 877-284-4200. Trinity Transportation, the official transportation provider of Eastern Michigan Athletics. Regular season wraps up for the EMU gymnastics team as they head to DeKalb this upcoming week to take on the full reign of Mid-American Conference this week at the MAC Championships, joined by senior Megan Holtgren. Well, first off, welcome. What a senior day weekend it had to be to, one, put up a high score that the team did, but also the emotional highs of being a senior day weekend. Uh, thank you. Yeah, it was definitely a really exciting uh, week that weekend, so that was great. <laughs> what was the, uh, when you walk out there, hear your name called and your family's with you, what's going through your head at that point? Um, just kind of bittersweet moment. Like, I spent some, like, four years of my life competing here, so it's been, like, kind of great, but also, like, kind of sad because it was my last time competing at home. What was, uh, what's been some of your best moments as an EMU gymnast? Definitely winning Max, uh, two times in a row that was great especially since the second time was like really close so it was super exciting and I think also like having and meeting all my teammates and having them as friends we're basically more like sisters now so that's been awesome too walk us through the road on how you got to EMU a kid out of Rockford Illinois did you even know about EMU before the recruiting letters started rolling in um no actually I haven't I hadn't really heard about EMU before I was recruited um Steve actually recruited me and then um Jay and Jess recruited or continued that recruiting process so originally I was looking at bigger schools but then like once EMU contacted me and then I visited here I kind of like fell in love with it It seemed more like home than anything anywhere else I visited so I decided to accept here and it's been great experience so far when they told you about coming to eastern Michigan eastern hadn't had quite the resurgence that you guys are are in right now but have really changed the culture of the program back-to-back MAC championships or regular season titles something that hadn't ever happened in, in program history What's it like to say you've been a part of of championships and and rechanging the culture at EMU? Um, It's been really great. I think that's part of what kind of made my experience a little bit more special than most is that like seeing all of our hard work pay off like and turn to turn everything around and make this program what it is today. It's been really awesome to be a part of that and to experience that. Second year with uh, your current head coach, but you've had to go through some changes Uh, How difficult is it when you have a coaching change that you've been through not just once but a couple different times? Oh, yeah. (laughs) We've definitely had quite a few coaching changes. Um, It's really difficult to adjust to different people's coaching styles, but I think it's really helped me in in the long run because I can learn how to adjust to different people running things, and it'll help me kind of outside of the gymnastics world as well. What's your favorite thing about Coach Minnesota? She's very happy all the time. She's very dancey and um, very uh, high energy all the time, and so it makes practice a little bit more fun, like good atmosphere all the time. Gymnastics is ultimately an individualized sport because you're getting ranked on what you do, but it adds to the team value. And how do you go about trying each time you're out there to to focus just on what you're doing, even though you know it affects the overall team? I guess I usually, like, I don't really think about, like, doing it for myself I think about doing it for them I know like it's supposed to be kind of individualized but I think more about doing it for my teammates more than for myself there's nothing I enjoy more than than watching over on the floor routine when everybody lines around and is basically doing the steps as the gymnasts are are doing it 
what I know you haven't done Florida this year, but what is it like being a teammate there, encouraging your teammates on and knowing what they're about to do next? Um, it's really fun. I, I try to pick up the energy on the sidelines too because I know like I used to compete for and it's always fun like and when the our, your teammates are over there dancing, picking up the energy, it brings energy to the person that's on the floor as well. Makes it that like makes their floor team that much better. You look at your numbers this year, uh, 9875 on the beam at Bowling Green, the 9850 on the vaulted pit, and the 9750 on the bars at George Washington. What's your favorite event? Uh, my favorite event is by far beam. Uh, I don't know why. I just kind of like, I guess, came more naturally to, to me than the rest of the events, but I like to... I like to do beam. It's fun. <laughs> Even though there's just you and four inches wide below that, uh, you don't think about that at some points? Um, not really, no. <laughs> uh, last weekend was uh, one of the best moments Eastern Michigan has had in a while. You go back post and break the 196 barrier for the first time since 2017. Uh, is this team maybe having some of its best moments as they go down the stretch? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think uh, last weekend definitely picked up our confidence a lot. We kind of just went out there and had a lot of fun, and I think that's probably going to be our strategy going into Max too. When you go to Max, it's usually you're just between you and two or three other teams. Now you're bringing all seven conference members together at once. Uh, what's it like on meet day? Um, I th- meet day on Mac day is not really like any other meet day. It's more of a marathon than like anything. It's a long day and it's really fun. The vibe's always really fun. Like we go out there and we do our best. We do the best that we can and it's just a really fun time. What's the future hold for you after the gymnastics career wraps up? Um, well, after I um, am done here, I, do, I have a summer internship, and then I'll actually be graduating in August. And then I'm taking a gap year before I go back to physical therapy school for another four years to get my doctorate in physical therapy. More schooling, and, and <laughs> you want to – what's your ultimate goal, to just be a physical therapist helping athletes – kids grown-ups um i'm not sure what direction i want to go with physical therapy yet i'll probably figure that out once i get to physical therapy school but um yeah my goal really is to just help people get back to like the best quality of life that they can because i know like being an athlete being injured is not a fun time so i really want to help give back to the community in that way people don't realize how much gymnasts spend in the training room i'm sure you've spent your fair share there Oh, yes, every single day. <laughs> As you, you wrap up this interview, if somebody's listening, what's the best part of being an EMU gymnast? Or if they're out there and they were considering coming to Eastern, why should they come? Um, I think that the people here are like unlike any, anybody else here. They're so kind, and they want you to do the best that you can. So I think that, from my experience, the best part about Eastern is the people that you meet here. Megan, I appreciate your time. Best of luck this week in DeKalb as you return home. Thank you. Do you want to eat something better than ramen? Come to Candy Cane Wireless, your local Boost mobile dealer, and get all the data and hotspot you need to feed your brain while having money left over to eat more than noodles. Boost Mobile by Candy Cane Wireless, located at 3033 Packard Street in Ann Arbor. Well, welcome inside the Coach's Corner portion of the Eastern Insider Podcast. I'm Kyler Ludlow. I have the pleasure of sitting down with the head rowing coach, Kemp Savage, who is just getting back from a nice spring break trip down to Alabama. Kemp, it was a, a fun-filled week. Looking forward to hearing all uh, that went into that, but uh, welcome to the podcast. 
Thanks. Uh, you know, first time on it, long time listener. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, the, the Alabama trip is it, it's a long trip for the athletes and coaches. So, uh, we have to take everything down there, obviously. So coaches leave on Thursday, driving the trailer, and the athletes leave on Friday, and everyone enjoys a 13-hour drive before spending <laughs> a week together. Um, but we, once we get there, we get all of our stuff situated, and we start um, – usually we start rowing on Saturday afternoon. This year had a little bit of a twist in it because uh, anyone who was watching the weather knows that the south was flooded. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the first three or four days, or I guess till Monday – uh, afternoon, the river was flooded to a point that we could not go out and row. So we mm-hmm. were just like up here, we were on the Ergs, um, <laughs> which the the athletes handled really well because it's a little disappointing to go down when it's 70 degrees outside and not raining, but still not be able to go rowing because of uh, previous rain. So they handled the Ergs really well and uh, really kind of attacked them nicely, but they handled the disappointment of not being <laughs> on the water. We did get uh, on our off day, which we took a little earlier this year. Uh, we did some it was community service to the uh, local uh, community garden. Uh, and so the kids really liked that because they could really see, like, once we were done, everything was weeded and mm-hmm. re- replanted. And, like, it was really nice to get out and kind of, think, work with their hands a little bit uh, in a unique community service opportunity. Yeah. So uh, starting Tuesday, we were able to get on the water, and we were covering about 40 kilometers a day. Uh, on the water so Seems really like a lot it yeah. <laughs> it is a lot like by the end of the week we were at 240 250 kilometers uh i actually did the math last night we were sh- maybe a little shy of 250 but not not far <laughs> off like it's a lot of miles um yeah. or in this case kilometers but you know rode a ton and then we raced alabama at the end of the week and Part of that race is they're on a regular training week, and we're on the hardest week we have. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, they were faster than us, but I think as the season goes on, that's not going to be the case for as long. And it's just one of those things everyone deals with during that training week is how do you race at the end? Right. (laughs) But uh, the athletes did a nice job staying aggressive during the racing, but just didn't quite have the legs for the full 2K. Well, and so that scrimmage against the University of Alabama, as you said, at the end of a long week, basically, now you're back up here and back in the erg room. Uh, and how soon will you guys be able to get out on the water? Well, that's a question of several things. Uh, number one, we're looking a little bit at some alternate sites that might unfreeze earlier, but looking at the weather forecast for the next week, looks like the temperature is going to go back up probably we might be able to get out as early as the ne- next Thursday, like another mm-hmm. week. Some places around here will open up, and if we have to do a satellite camp, we'll do a little bit of a satellite camp. <laughs> well, and you guys have another scrimmage forthcoming, mm-hmm. and everybody recognizes the name, the University of Alabama. Well, now you have Indiana, that Indiana University's number 16 in the nation right now uh, in, in your sport. So uh, how does playing a team – uh, maybe Alabama has name recognition, but not necessarily a top-ranked program. Now you're facing a program like Indiana that is a top-ranked program. How's that help your team and preparing for your season? Well, we know that we have a singular path to go to the NCAA championship. We have like it goes through our conference championship. We need to win conference championships. So 
Northeastern's usually in that right around the edge of that top 20. So going and racing Indiana lets us know where we are and you can't be fast until you see fast. Mm -hmm. So in order to be in the top 16, we've got to go race people in the top 16. Like you can't get ranked if you only race people who aren't ranked or (laughs) play people who aren't ranked. Um, the, The strength of schedule matters a little bit. So by going and seeing them early, I think it's going to give us a good measure of how fast we are and what work we need to do to close a gap to a team that's at speed uh, looking at the conference championships. We have until May, but you know that comes quickly, yeah. uh, particularly if you're not on the water until middle of March. So, yeah. Well, that, that race is Saturday, March 23rd, mm-hmm. uh, and then... The real season starts another couple of weeks after that at the Cooper Invitational. Uh, that's on April 7th. And then there's another race at George Mason that I'm sure we'll talk to you again before uh, or maybe directly after then. But the preparation leads you to those two races. What are what do those two in particular bring to the table for your team? So a couple nice things about those races are we see a couple people from the conference and then a lot of people in kind of what I would say the mid-majors. A uh, couple of larger conference teams, the Occoquan race has Kansas and uh, West Virginia. They have big 12 teams there. But it really lets us see people who are our speed in our region. So we're looking at regional rankings and that kind of thing, uh, where we stand inside of that group. Uh, as well as a chance to go r- just race more. Uh, all Both those races are at least two races for each boat, so we get a good chance to get multiple times down the course in a heated racing situation that we might not get in other places. They're both fully buoyed courses, so that actually matters a whole lot mm-hmm. for our race prep as we go into our conference championship, which is going to be on the Cooper, so we also get to do things like how do we practice our warm-up because mm-hmm. there isn't as much water time there. So what processes do we need to be fast cool well kemp uh like i said we'll we'll talk to you again before especially before your caas in may um but we're glad you guys were able to actually get out on the water in alabama we're able to keep everybody safe and made it back safely uh, especially hauling hauling all the boats down and back uh appreciate your time and uh good luck at indiana thanks uh we're looking forward to it That's Kemp Savage, the head rowing coach at Eastern Michigan. We'll be right back with more Eastern Insider. With the Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan mobile app, you can manage your health care coverage anytime, anyplace, anywhere. Download it now from the Apple Store or Google Play. Now I get the pleasure of sitting down with one of the most decorated swimmers and overall student-athletes in Eastern Michigan history, Delaney Duncan, joins us on the Eastern Insider podcast. Delaney, welcome to the podcast studio, a.k.a. the office. <laughs> um, happy to have you. Congratulations on capping off your MAC career with such an outstanding performance, performances, winning multiple awards, winning multiple races. It's awesome that you're able to do that, and now you go to the NCAAs. Mm-hmm. What are you looking forward to going into that race? More so than anything, just finishing out my collegiate career with a bang, you know, I'm hoping for some best times. Well, and so that those races at the NCAAs are a little bit different than uh, what we do in the MAC and where you compete during the course of the season because there are Olympians. There are people who 
uh, you, I assume, look up to uh, as swimmers. What's that like? It's an experience you've had before, but what's that like going into the pool and, and sharing it with people who, you know, people watch on TV? It's very intense. You know, everyone's fighting for first place, but going in, I just stay in my own lane, stay in my own race and focus on what I'm capable of doing and not worrying about others. And now that you've done this already three years and doing it a fourth year, looking back at that beginning the first time compared to this time, you know, maybe it is a little bit easier and less intimidating, uh, I imagine. But what was it like that first time getting into the pool with those type of athletes? So my first NCAAs was hosted at Georgia Tech, which is an Olympic facility. Mm -hmm. It hosted the Olympics in Atlanta and Georgia Tech took it over. So that facility is huge Mm -hmm. just because it has a lot of deck space, the seating and everything. So going into my first NCAAs, I had no idea what to expect. (laughs) There were cameras everywhere, cameras in your face, cameras, you know, at every single block. And it was more of a whirlwind experience and obviously a huge learning curve. And now after my success last year, I kind of have a way better grasp on what to expect. Sure. And you've been there three times going for a fourth do you have a particular moment that stands out as a highlight for you as your as your career uh, comes to comes to an end here? That's a tough one. <laughs> Obviously, hopefully, I'll make more moments like that. But just last year, going into the meet, I was at Ohio State, and I've swam in that pool before, which is mm-hmm. nice to be you know familiar with it. And then uh, after the hundred breaststroke prelims, I was seated second going into finals, which. You know, I obviously knew people will swim faster at mm-hmm. night, but I was just trying to hold on there. And being in the ready room, I think, was probably one of the, the most intense experiences <laughs> of my life. There's eight girls fighting for, uh, you know, first place, yeah. and we're all within, you know, tenths of each other. And one of the most memorable moments from last year's 100 breasts was how close the cameras get to your face. <laughs> Like, I try to look up at my family and everybody in the stands, and there's just cameras everywhere, right in your face. So it made me feel, obviously, really important. (laughs) But, you know, there's so many memories and, you know, so many things that come to my mind. Just thinking about last year's NCs, you know, 200 breasts going in at prelims, I thought I was going to just, you know, all right, let's swim my last race of my junior year and call it wraps, and then... (laughs) watching my name stay in the top 16 as every heat went by I was like oh my gosh like I'm gonna have to change my dinner plans like I have to come back tonight so but it was just it's amazing well and it's certainly as we look at the max scale of things just another fantastic run for you personally and team finished second another great run for them as well what did it mean to you to get that most outstanding senior award uh, from the conference that's voted on from the other team's coaches what did that mean to be honest, I kind of forgot that there was a senior award. <laughs> the two breasts that night, so usually I'm warming up when they give senior awards mm-hmm. and recognize the seniors. So I was very honored. It just makes me feel very humbled that people see me in that light because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just out here trying to do my best for me personally. Mm-hmm. I'm not really worried about the awards or other people, but it was amazing to get that award. And then at the end of the meet, to get the uh, Most Outstanding Swimmer of the Meet award is just I'm just glad to know that other people appreciate my hard work mm-hmm. more than anything. Mm-hmm. Well, and so that leads us to a question that uh, maybe you haven't done much thinking about it yet, but 
going into the final races, you've left a legacy, unlike pretty much any athlete that's ever been here. What do you think about that? And what's it mean to you to leave that behind? So even as a child, like you look at the records, you look at um, the people who came before you, you're like, wow, you know, he or she is so amazing. They did this, they did that. And to think that I'm leaving my mark on Eastern just makes me so proud. I came into this program very ignorant, to be <laughs> honest. I had no idea what college filming intended. And I was a 104 coming in my freshman year, and I went to 59. <laughs> like, it's just insane. And the opportunities and the coaches and the time that people have taken to help me become as successful as I am is just amazing. Well, and so looking forward now, even beyond the final swim, graduation's right around the corner. Do we have plans? What's, uh, what's in the works? <laughs> so I am going to start focusing on jobs after – NCs, you know, I yeah, need to take. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, I have my whole life to work. So yeah. just, yeah, graduation, travel, and hopefully get a job. <laughs> well, Delaney, thank you so much for taking some time to come and visit us today. We appreciate it. We'll be rooting for you. Best of luck. And uh, thank you for all you've done for Eastern Michigan. Thank you for having me. That's Delaney Duncan from the Eastern Michigan Swim and Dive team. We'll be right back with more on the Eastern Insider Podcast. Hey guys, I'm Nicole Medios, and this is another segment of Peanuts Gallery. And today I'm joined with Aaliyah Frederick. And on what team are you on? Um, EMU Women's Soccer yeah. Team. <laughs> <laughs> um, just this is just to kind of get to know you, and well, you're okay. a very interesting person. Thank you, I appreciate it. <laughs> so, what class and where are you from? Um, I'm a sophomore, and I'm from Linden, Michigan, about an hour north of of Ipsy so okay, so not like too far not too bad so you go home a little bit here yeah easy easy to go home not too far of a drive but far enough to where my parents aren't and you get to go see your home. two beautiful dogs oh I love my dogs <laughs> that's why I go home most of the time <laughs> and what are you studying I am studying biology with a concentration in cell molecular biology oh, so you got a smarty pants pretty, over here pretty interesting stuff what do you want to like do with that like what do you go um, I want to go into dentistry so oh interesting so does that um lead to dentist yeah school, so basically you can't major in pre-dental like uh -huh. you can't major in pre-med so you just major in biology or chemistry I like biology a lot better so yeah. I major in that and then I'll apply to dental school next year at this time so okay. you're a good conversationalist I feel like when you're doing <laughs> someone's teeth you're gonna be talking to oh, them I'm literally gonna be talking <laughs> and they're gonna be like uh literally I'm gonna be one of those dentists where I'm like so how was your day my hands are in your mouth <laughs> that's awesome and so you're kind of local-ish what do you like to do in Ipsy like have you ever been around here before um, you came here I well my grandparents are from Ann Arbor okay. so we're down there a lot we really like this one steakhouse called Knights oh. we go there a lot it's really good <laughs> um but yeah my dad grew up down here so we come down here a lot for like holidays and stuff and yeah. my grandparents it's nice because my grandparents come to all the games but it's really fun Sidetracks yeah. is good too so is really good <laughs> I know we have our um end of the year like potluck and or not end of the year potluck, like after home games oh, on Sundays, yeah. we have our potlucks. And so maybe some bring some steaks. Oh my, yeah, Come on. might as well, right? I know. I what mean, the heck? Grab, grab a couple hundred, <laughs> get some steaks for everybody, take some orders. <laughs> exactly. And so we just had our first spring game this past Saturday, or Friday, Saturday. Saturday, Saturday. Yeah. We played Michigan State, and 
how'd you how'd you feel out there i personally thought we came out like fire like yeah. i was so proud of us it seemed like it's so cool to see like actually what we were working on in spring come to play oh, like yeah. our movement was amazing and we were, like you could tell we were playing for each other yeah and like they were not expecting it like no, i feel like we all. just dominated them the first half and it was like one of those games where it was just fun to play in because it was like high level and we were doing good we were making our runs we were each holding ourselves responsible and it was just a fun game and we ended up tying if anyone didn't follow (laughs) along on saturday but we our little goal score over here yeah it was a shot it was exciting i was i was proud of myself because sometimes i get a little frantic so um I was I kept myself composed, which actually surprised me. But I was like, okay, I'll I'll do it. I'll take it. No, we all saw from the bench. We saw, oh, there's an opening. She's gonna take. She's gonna take it. Goal, of course, in your bright red shoes. Yeah, I screamed too. I was a little excited. Yeah. Um, and then we did have a couple injuries now, but like, are you excited for our first home spring game? I'm very excited, especially because Toledo. I feel like we always go like head to head with Toledo. And I don't know, just one of the things we talked about was our response to mm-hmm. Saturday. Like, even if we play good, like, our response this week, we can't become complacent. Like, yeah, yeah. we had a good game Saturday, but you know what? you got to keep pushing. No, for sure. And so I'm, I'm pumped for Saturday. Yeah, I know. I'm excited. So we got to tell everyone to come out on yeah, Saturday. Yeah, come out Saturday, 2 p.m., the bubble. The bubble. You know where it is, <laughs> the big white thing. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Pina. Of course. All right. I'm Nicole Armenius, and this was Peanuts Gallery. Thank you for listening to the Eastern Insider Podcast. You can find the Eastern Insider on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and, of course, emueagles.com. Please leave us a rating and let us know how we're doing. Until next week, go Eagles. Go Eagles.